Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. In our previous episode of Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, I had the privilege of interviewing Monique Charles, as her and her husband are in the studio with me, and she shared her testimony of how she came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In this episode, we're going to hear from Calden and his story of how he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Calden is currently serving as a pastor at the Harvest Church in Turks and Caicos, one of our sister churches, and he and Monique have been married for 22 years. They're here in Jacksonville visiting and were gracious enough to allow me to interview them. So, Calden. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) How did you come to know Christ? Okay, so I got to do this, right? So, Calden Charles is my name. My dad is a pastor. uh, Pastor the Enum's Church of the Nazarene. My mom, strong believer as well. She was part of the mission's uh, team or department, I would say. And then I had two brothers, one sister. So we grew up in a strong Christian family where prayer and devotion, those things were consistent. Mm. And even as I look back on my life today, I thank God because of the prayers of my mom and the prayers of my dad. And I will tell you why. So currently, I'm one of the pastors at Harvest Bible Chapel, Turks and Caicos, responsibility for discipleship groups, uh, working along with my wife in outreach. I had the privilege of attending Mince, which is Miami International Theological Seminary. That's where I got my, my degree. And then from there on, just constantly working and improving myself. I say all of that to say I didn't start there. And I never wanted to be a pastor because I would have seen the pain and I would have seen what my dad had to go through. And Mm. for me, I do not want this. This is not something that I would be enthused about. So growing up in our family, you participated in devotions because that's the thing you do. It's keeping in line with what your parents wanted. But deep in my heart, I couldn't care less about devotions or even going to church because I was very rebellious. I was filled with anger. Mm -hmm. Rage was something that was a deep part of my heart. But all of that was because I connected with friends in my community who weren't a good influence. And on top of that, even at school, I was involved in, in school gangs So there was constant fighting and arguing and profanity. So all of those things played an integral part in my life as it relates to being disrespectful to my parents, being disobedient and everything like that. So growing up in that household, I was the pastor's kid in the community that everybody says he will never amount to anything. There's nothing good that will ever come from that young man's life. He's a waste of time. 
You were one of those PKs. Yes, one of those PKs. And I believed everything that people said. And it fueled a rage inside of me because I would have picked fight with any and everybody. And then on top of that, every word that came out of my mouth was an F word. Like I would get at people. And so I would be at church and my dad would be preaching, but I would be distracting him because I would be making all these funny noises and stuff in the back. And then my dad sometimes would stop in the middle of his preaching and say, Calden, I am preaching. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll be like under my breath, oh, go ahead and preach. What are you worrying me for? That, that was the, the level I was at in, in relation to, to my heart. And then at school, I would give the teachers a lot of trouble. Mm. And what would happen is that your parents would come in on this parent-teacher's day mm-hmm. and, you know, teachers would give an assessment of, of, of the child and they give an assessment of me. It was really bad. It was so bad. <laughs> My parents said, this ain't nothing new. We have been praying that God would change his heart and I don't know. My mom kept praying and my dad kept praying. And sometimes I would hear them in the room praying and I'd be like, it ain't going to work. You could pray. You could pray. It ain't going to work. Now, how old were you at this point in time? As, man, I was like 12, mm-hmm. 13 around there. Did you know Monique yet? No, no. no. Okay. Never met Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Never met Monique. <laughs> but um, I just was so rebellious, Pastor Brett. And moving from the primary school level, I went to high school, a secondary school. Mm-hmm. And it got worse because then I was, you know, heavily involved in those school gangs and, you know, fighting and the same trend, the parents would come in and have this discussion with the teachers. And it's like, Calden is not learning. He, he has all these F on his report card. Uh, something is obviously wrong, wrong with him. And then I, I got expelled from, from school. I got expelled from the St. Martin Secondary School. And my parents were now trying to find another school to get me in and being expelled because of bad behavior, disrespecting Mm -hmm. the teachers and everything like that. And so they got me into another school. I did one year. And the reason why I behaved at that school was because the teachers knew my parents. Mm. So I I tried to be this kind of good, good, good guy, but it didn't last because underneath was all of the, the... anger and, and rage. And then from there, my parents got me into a skills training school where you could learn things like computer, fixing the television. And that didn't last long. I, I mean, I finished the course, but a fight happened. I got into a fight with a young lady because she disrespected me. She was calling me names. And I said, nobody, nobody calls me those derogatory names. And so we got into a fight. It was such a, a Man, it was very intense. And that this lady... This was a girl? Yes, one of the girls. Physical fight? Physical fight. Oh. There was hand-throwing, cuffs, and everything like that. And she took a bottle. And she pelt that bottle at me. And one of my friends says, Charles, look out. And so at that time, I ducked. And the, the bottle hit the wall. And I took up half of that bottle and I ran to that young lady and I had her head under my arm and I was about to punch her in the neck with the bottle. 
and I felt her hand just grab me. And it was like, Charles, what are you doing? And I was breathing so heavily, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You, you notice what she did to me? And I want to take her life. And then I heard the songs. Of course, it was the police. Because mm-hmm. the owner had called the police and said, you know, this, this thing is out of control. So I was in police custody. And then my parents came down uh, to stand bail for me. And my mom, after finished talking to the police, uh, I was I was released because I had to go back and you know testify in in the courts. My mom, just right where you're sitting there, Pastor Brett, pull out a chair, and I sat down in the chair. In the kitchen. It was in the kitchen area, and she said, "Calden," and tears now streaming down her face. She said, "I just I just want I just want you to to tell me something." When are you going to change? I've been praying for you. When are you going to change? When are you going to change? And I literally watched my mother, tears streaming down her face. And You would think that would be the breaking point for a son. I watched her in her face. I said, Mom, you finished with this conversation? Because mm-hmm. I don't have time for this. And I literally walked away from that. God answered her prayer in the context of the girl dropped the charges but it didn't change me. Mm-hmm. So I grew bitter. I went into a season of depression. And in that season of depression, the thoughts of people in the community, you will never amount to anything. You're no good. They just start haunting me. And I believe that and live with that. Mm. And then a friend said to me, you need help. And I said, I don't, I don't need help. I couldn't master this thing on my own. And so they invited me to a crusade at the church. And then I said, okay, fine. I went. I heard the gospel. Age 13. And after listening to the gospel, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to give this a try. The reason why I went up was out of fear. Mm. Because I didn't want to die. Mm-hmm. So I made a decision based on fear. Mm-hmm. Not a decision based on a deep, conviction that I must come face to face with my sin and recognize that my sin has offended a holy and pure God. At age 17, it's when I really made the true confession of faith, believing in the gospel. Same church, but this time it was a radical change. Mm -hmm. Like God had literally convicted me of my sin. So I confess, repented of my sins and and just walked down the aisle and trusting Jesus. I say, you got to help me because I can't help myself. I'm a messed up, jacked up kid. This and is back to 13 now. So 17. Oh, 17. So now. Seven, yeah, yeah. 13 was just a confession, but it wasn't a genuine one. So did that result in a, a, just kind of a, a, a surface level change for you? That surface you, level that change. That you didn't engage in as bad of behavior as before. So surface change right. didn't, didn't, indulge in some of those things but it was still now and then i would get angry now and then i would do these things but i was Mm -hmm. trying to taper it down Mm -hmm. by okay this is something that i could maintain this is something that i could do because i walked down the aisle so people are going to look to me now so i was just trying to perform yeah but it didn't last and you saw that wasn't working and and that wouldn't work long term never worked yeah 17 was the conversion the conviction deep in my heart that I have been sinful, that I have offended God. And if I don't change, the reality is I could die in my sins and, you know, end up in a lost eternity 
that was the turning point in my life. And I said, God, <clears throat> if you call me, you got to start opening doors. You got to start changing my life and doing miraculous things. Those things didn't happen right away. But over the course of my life, God began to open doors, you know, to be able to share my story mm -hmm. and to talk with people at the schools and everything like that. So um, it has been a journey, a journey of, of, of God's love and God's grace. And one of the things that my parents, my mom always said, people have no idea what you are like. Mm. But the prayers of parents, a praying mother and a praying father, over the period of time resulted in radical transformation. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It's copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.